Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Tax Insight here on WOMT, 1240 AM, 107.9, and streaming online anytime at WMTRadio.com. We got Jeff with us once again from Hawkins Ash. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning, Terry. Hey, I'm excited because last week's conversation was awesome as we were talking about hobbies and, and losses and businesses. Today, we're going to continue the hobby losses uh, that we started last week. You're right, because like you said, last week, we did talk about hobby losses and what owners can do to actually show that, uh, you know, that their business is in the process of making money. But this week, what I want to do is I want to talk about what happens if the IRS doesn't agree and classifies their business as a hobby. So right away, that does not sound fun. I know, right? So, you know, unfortunately, there's a number of businesses out there that cannot show that they have a true profit motive. And if they cannot, the IRS will not allow them to take a loss uh, from their business on their return. And to make things worse, they may even have to pick up some income on their return. So just to remind listeners, they can go back to last week's show to see what can be done to show what we are, what you said was a profit motive, correct? Right. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that, Terry, because, you know, people can go to our website, which is hawkinsash.cpa, you know, YouTube, iTunes, or other streaming services, and they can hear that show. Yeah, it was a great show because we talked a lot about that. So if a business is classified as a hobby, what happens? First of all, any losses for the year will be disallowed. And this is going to increase your taxable income, and it's going to, you know, incur additional tax, maybe even interest penalties um, that'll need to be paid. So will the IRS allow any deductions then? In most cases, they will only allow enough deductions to offset the income. But once again, they will not allow you to take any losses. But in some cases, the deductions allowed will not even be enough to cover your income. So how does that work then? So in these cases, the IRS will show, you know, will allow the hobby to deduct direct business expenses but in general will not allow any kind of non-direct expenses. By not deducting these non-direct business costs, you know, it not only, um, you know, will the loss not be allowed, but some of the income may not be able to be offset by deductions that, you know, you could maybe legitimately take. Sure. Makes sense. So then what kind of indirect costs are we actually talking about here? It's actually more than you think. So the direct costs are anything that could be considered cost of goods sold. So things like materials or inventory or subcontractor costs, you know, for these hobbies that makes, you know, that actually makes something. For much of the gig economy, it would be things like gas, car expenses, especially if you're driving like for Uber, Lyft or delivering anything. You know, those are direct expenses. The IRS is always going to allow those as deductions. But when it comes to what the IRS considers to be indirect, you know, it includes things below that gross profit line on a Schedule C. And those things include, you know, your home office deduction and a lot of other expenses like insurance, selling expenses, office supplies and depreciation. You know, those type of expenses may not be allowed uh, to be offset, you know, to offset any income. Now, there are indirect costs like your mortgage interest and your real estate taxes that you can take, but there's a significant amount of deductions that the IRS will not allow you to take if they call you a hobby. So has that changed over the years then? 
It actually had. So this change really occurred in 2018 when there was a change in the itemized deductions. So prior to 2018, all these indirect costs that we were just talking about, they could be deducted as itemized deduction, but that went away with that tax bill. So do the hobby losses or the hobby loss rules apply to any and just an individual? Actually not. So the hobby loss rules, and a lot of people don't know this, they actually do apply to things like partnerships, S corporations, and limited liability companies. They do not apply to C corporations since if they have a loss, they can't take it anyway. It's carried forward into future years, but it does apply to much more than just individuals. Great information, Jeff, each and every week here on Tax Insight. Again, listeners, if you want to get a copy of today's program or last week's or any programs, just simply visit hawkinsash.cpa. Jeff, how else can listeners connect with you guys? You know, I would follow us on Twitter or even like us on Facebook. Jeff, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you next week here on WOMT. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at hawkinsashcpas.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.